702 Series Edition. It is our Series Edition time, a brand new series for the month of February. And because February usually is the month of love, and again, a reminder, if there are children in your vehicle, we're going to be have, having conversations of an adult nature. Please switch to something else um, for this. But we thought that for the month of February, which is usually the month of love, and because we had stumbled upon something very interesting, why not speak about obscure fetishes? Now, we'll find out from our guests what the fetishes are exactly, but it's kind of what you think it is. Now, before we are joined by Sharon Gordon, who is a Dr. Sharon Gordon, rather, columnist for the Saturday Star and owner of Lola Montez, I want to play a clip for you that got us like, what? Huh? Take a listen. The reason why I'm hiding you, Alyssa, is because I have an addiction. Uh, to financial domination. Financial domination? What is that? That sounds it's, cool. What is that? It's it's complicated. I mean, it's it was before you. I've been doing it for I've done it for about three years now. So this girl, every payday, I'll give her half my check. So she's like a financial dominatrix. Yes, half my check goes to her, and what she does with that is she will do whatever she wants. Uh, she helps pay my bills. Okay, so are you giving her money and making yourself? Depending on her to get your bills paid? Yes. I'm submitting myself to her. She says, well, give me money, and I say, how much? She says, jump, I say, how high? She controls you, essentially. Yes, I do bow down to her when I'm in Arizona or where I'm not with Alyssa. So why wouldn't you want to give that money to Alyssa, sure. right? And like, or like open a savings account for, for, for her and your son. There's probably something that I'm gonna wanna do after this, but as of right now, what I've been doing, it's, it wasn't like that to do better for my family, it was for myself. It just, I'm, I'm addicted. And you don't live with her in Arizona? <laughs> I don't, I don't think we should talk about the Arizona living because, um, it's just going to make this. So let me welcome onto 702 Afternoons, Dr. Sharon Gordon. Thank you so, so much for joining us. This clip is the one that inspired this conversation because I just like the woman who is, you know, they're a couple. And this, I was also shocked. What do you mean you're sending your money to someone else in financial domination? Well, look, when I saw the clip, I was... I thought, what? what <laughs> you also thought, what? <laughs> yeah, because, because I, look, I've been in this industry for over 22 years. And um, I've heard about a lot of fetishes and a lot of kink and a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, you know. Yes. But financial domination was definitely new to me. So I can't say I'm the expert, but I think I know more than most. Because yes. It, it falls into the realm of fetish. Mm. And then obviously I went and researched it, you know, so... Um, so, so now I know a bit about it. So before we get into the financial domination part, because really what we want to cover in the series are the very rare, the ones that 
nobody's really heard of because we've all heard of the typical fetishes. And by typical, I don't mean everybody's doing it, but, you know, maybe you love to have your partner wearing a nurse's or a French maid's um, uniform. Or maybe yeah. you like to be a baby when you get home. So we've heard of those things and they're amazing programs. I know Showmax had sex in Afrikaans where they covered a lot of sexual fetishes um, in that as well. But I wanted to, to maybe for you to share with us what qualifies as a fetish or a kink. Is it really anything that arouses you? Yeah, so I think the, the, the difference between a fetish and a kink, and a kink is something that arouses you sexually, but it is something that is sexual. So um, big breasts would be a kink mm. because breasts are associated with sex. Mm. Um, the way people smell during sex would mm. be a kink because it's, it's associated with sex. Mm. Um, a fetish is something that is completely disassociated from sex, but which you find incredibly arousing. Mm. So, for instance, balloons. Mm. You know, kitties' balloons. Um, you know, I'm scared of them because when they pop, they give, give me the jitters. Yes. But some people find them incredibly arousing. And I understand it because I like the smell of condoms. Mm. Mm. But condoms are associated with sex, but not balloons. Um, mm. another, another big fetish is um, shoes, high heel shoes. Now, look, if my shoe cupboard is anything to go by, I guess I have a shoe fetish, but I'm not sexually aroused by it. I just have a, 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 a delightful, beautiful shoes. But men in particular love women in six-inch heels, and mm. that's a fetish because shoes aren't really sexual. We've made them sexual. Or feet. Feet mm. are not inertly sexual, but there's some people who absolutely love Mm. And, you know, want to be touched by them and lick them and all those sorts of things with them. And so I mean, I'm wondering, <clears throat> because even what you said about feet, I mean, you find people who want to, you know, hold on to women's shoes and sniff them. Or I even recall the storyline on Orange is the New Black, where they started a business in the women's prison of selling worn women's underwear where they would intentionally not bath, not anything, get physically mm. active and send them out because there was a market for it. Yeah, well, look, I mean, I think that comes from um, Napoleon days. You know, the, the story goes that he would send um, notice to Josephine for a week before he was about to arrive and say, don't bath. Um, because I'm coming home, so what? she wouldn't <laughs> bath. <Yes. laughs> so, wow. So, you know. Everybody's got their thing. Yes, yes. So when does it reach a point where, you know, particularly for couples who um, are sitting with things that they feel like, you know, I actually really like this thing, but I'm too scared to tell my partner. When is it a point where it's like, please tell your partner because you might start going outside to do this thing, as is the case with this financial domination of like, okay, cool. I can I financially that, dominate you. Give me your money and I'll do it. <laughs> uh, look, I'm looking for somebody to throw money at me. Right. Since I read this, I'm in. I'm yes. in. Anybody wants to throw money at me, give them my address. Yes. Okay. So, 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 no. So, I think, I think the whole thing about sexual play, whether you're talking about a fetish, a kink, or just good old vanilla sex, maybe you want to be on top and, you know, in, you're always at the bottom or whatever it is, is, is that you've got everything you do 
in your bedroom or wherever you're having sex. It's got to be safe. It's got to be sane. Mm. And it's got to be consensual. Mm. If you, if you, if you practice those three things, that's great. And I always say every single one of us, because so, so, so we'll, we'll get to financial domination, but it, it falls into the BDSM, um, uh, kink and, and, and fetish. But if you have a look, we've all got fan- fantasies. Mm. You know, whether it's to have sex in the change room at a department store, mm. for instance, you know, or I want to wear a nurse outfit or I'd like you to be dressed as a schoolgirl. So mm. I always say we've got three, we've got a filing cabinet of fantasies and kink. Mm. And in the top one is those safe ones. You know, I'd like to, um, I'd like you to dress up as a, a schoolgirl or mm. I'd like to have sex in a change room or mm. whatever. You know, nobody's, Nobody's going to um, run into the hills for mm. that one. Mm. And that's when you could tell, you know, when somebody's picking you up in the bar and they say, oh, what's your fantasy? And yes. then you could say, oh, my fantasy is to be a nurse. And then number two is what you would share with your intimate partner. And again, it's something you grow into. It's not something you jump on him on the short strokes mm. or her on the short strokes. You, you discuss it. And I always say the best place to discuss those things is over dinner. Because, you know, or in the car. So if you're a parent, you know that you have those difficult conversations in the car because your child doesn't look at you and you don't look at your child. Yes. So it's the same with your your partner. It's really interesting to have it in the car because you don't have to look at each other. And you propose it as a, what do you think if? Mm. Or um, my friend Sharon was saying that X. You know, mm. whatever it is that, that, that you'd like to try. Mm. And normally you would find that your partners would be quite keen on it. Mm. Um, they've probably been thinking about the same thing because I also think that there's a collective consciousness that goes around. Mm. So, you know, maybe it's, it's about, um, red hills, for mm. instance, you know, and then lots of people are talking about red hills because it's, it's, it's comes out together. And then they've probably been thinking about it as well. But, and yes, my other advice is if you are the person receiving the information, is never shame and humiliate. Mm. So if it's not your thing, don't go, ah, oh, are you sick? Are you, mm. are you mad? Are you, what you do is you breach the trust and that partner will never, ever, ever suggest anything again. Mm. You've destroyed that relationship. Whereas if they say to you, listen, I'd really like to try buying a, a, bring a, a nurse outfit, and you say, oh, you know, it's not really not my thing. Mm. Um, I think I'd like to try sex in, a, in the hardware store, mm. you know. So what you do is, is you're not shaming, humiliating, and unless I, that's part of your kink. And I think fetish. what could also help couples in general on any subject matter and conflict included or where you're in shock is to be curious, is to ask questions. Okay, tell me more about that. You know, you don't have to um, decide whether you're... Shoot you wanna, it down immediately. Yes, exactly. you don't have to be yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. you can be like, that's I've never heard of that before. What do you mean? Tell me more. Listen to them and give yourself the time to digest and come back maybe you also want to do your own research and come back um to join the conversation again but i want to now get to you know you mentioned the bdsm and i don't want to assume that everybody listening knows what bdsm is and what it stands for so that we can go to the parts of the domination because 
I'm assuming like what you said, the financial domination is just a category of domination of which some people might be familiar with if they saw Fifty Shades of Grey where there's this element of somebody kind of submitting and somebody else being in control. Can you chat to us a little bit about that and then we link it All into... Right. Yeah. Sure. So, so, so BDSM, bondage, domination, submission and master. And so S and M can either be submission or it can mean slave and M it stands for master. So it's a so BDSM is about a power exchange. It's mm. all about power. So so that is at its fundamental level is it's a, it's a power exchange. Mm. And you will normally find that the submissive is normally the dominant partner in the relationship. So they're mm. probably earning more money. They um, you know, have more friends, they, all that sort of stuff. So the, so the dominant, so, and, and the person who's the dominant is normally quite a submissive person in, in their normal life. Okay. So it's mm. a lifestyle, lifestyle activity and some people live it 24 seven and some people live it when they play. So, you know, if you've got a beautiful red room or if you've ever watched, um, how to build a sex room or any of those ones on Netflix, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. Mm. So, so, so this whole financial domination thing falls into the domin- domination. So there's a dominatrix mm. and there's a submissive and a sub. So they're called doms and subs. And that's the power relationship. The thing that makes this financial domination so interesting mm. is in any of the others, there's a sexual exchange at the end of it. There's a, there's a sexual release, um, and it builds up to that. But with this financial domination thing, is the person on the end that that's, that's giving the money. And, and, I mean, you've just got to think about the words that are used. So he's called a, a, um, a, a, a pig, you know, a pig sub, mm. or a human ATM. Mm. Or, so so the, whole, the whole slant of it is about humiliation and and it's it's it, i i personally think it's quite a, a nasty one because it's 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 just so about humiliation um and about domination mm. and about making the person who's giving the money feel completely worthless like a worthless worm mm. Mm. and they get and so it's it's not necessarily sexual arousal but they get, you know, because all our bodies are pharmacies. We mm. produce all these incredible chemicals. And the chemical they get from that extreme humiliation and domination is what becomes the addiction. Mm. Mm. And mm. that's where it's dangerous. So, so it's, 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 a, it's, it's really, really interesting. And, I, you know, I, I, I think I'd like to do my PhD on it. I need to meet all these men who throw money at these women and get nothing in return because that's the other thing. It's not face-to-face. It's and this all is the, online. This is the part that's confusing me is I can get the part where, like you said, they're doing this exchange and there's a sexual reward. You know, it builds up into this climax and you have this session with this person. But in this particular case they don't even uh, it's so confusing to what does the person who's giving the money get out of it because you're in an intimate relationship with somebody else but you're continuing well, not, so well, see, not yeah so it's, so it's not 
so so obviously so the, the, the research says that most people um, who participate in this are under the age of 35 mm. okay so you know they haven't reached the age where um, your, 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 your retirement is looming you still think it will <laughs> and, and, and you can do whatever you like yes. with the money so that's the first thing most almost there, there are no recorded female subs mm. okay it's only male subs as in, so, so subs, submissives being the ones yeah, the people, that are the giving the, the money, are giving the money, so they can yeah. be so controlled. The yeah. So the the sub is the one who's being controlled, and the dom is the one who's controlling. And the ones being controlled are the, I couldn't find any um, examples of a woman being controlled of mm. subs. Okay. And that I mean, apparently well that happens in maybe are. that happens just in marriage. <laughs> Well, that, that's what I was going to say. Is maybe that's just because we accepted that that's you know we've got it's to ask normal. A, a lot of a lot of and and again, I'm of a different generation yeah. to most people because I'm much older. My generation, women stayed at home and mm. men gave you a budget to work with. Mm. You know that's so, but but there was I don't think any housewife ever in the history of life found that sexy. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so, so that, so that is, I think, the, the fundamental difference. And so, I think the, the 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 thing that the sub gets out of it is the chemical kick. So he gets this chemical kick when he's handing over the money because a demand has been made. Mm. So the sub, the the dom will say, "I want ten thousand rand by lunchtime." Mm. And then he rushes into it. And some of them actually give the doms their passwords and access to the bank accounts. Mm. You know, and 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 the, the, they say that look, it's it's all online. So it's it, you know, it's fans only and Twitter and you know, online platforms and apps and stuff like that. And the thing is, is that most of them don't get the money back. So that guy was talking about he pays her bills. You know, that she pays his bills. Mm. The, it the, sounds the, like a long-term arrangement that they yeah, have been the, having. The research, yeah, the research that I've done is you just give her money to do with whatever she likes. Mm. So she can go and buy shoes or, you know, buy a new car or, or whatever, and he just gives her money. So so the, the first high um, for him and the, the when that all those chemicals are released is when he actually transfers the money mm. and gives it to her. And the second is when he realizes what he's done and he feels the immense shame mm. at the fact that he had to do that. So it's the humiliation that comes first because she's asked and all the chemicals that are released when he's made to feel like a worm. And then when he realizes what he's done, the enormous shame that's attached to that. And, you know, it, we, we don't understand the human psyche. We don't understand why that happens to us. We don't understand why people um, allow these things to happen. I don't understand this particular mm. one, I have to admit. There are lots that I do understand. Mm. This one, you know, because I just think, well, you know, it could just be, you know, these, these emails that I keep getting, you know, that I've won 20 million rand from, yes. you know, a Nigerian prince. It, to me, it sounds very much like that. You know what I'm... just th- pouring water. Because how do you know that sexy picture of Patricia? Is her. Actually, Patricia. Because you know what I'm thinking, and it's just a thought here, because it is something that's quite new, um, I'm sure there is no hectic research that's been done um, yet on these individuals. But in my mind, 
it almost feels like an escapism of sorts. And maybe, and I could be really, really far off here, some link to some kind of childhood something of, okay, you know, so, the moment so, you're being yeah. in control, so you're giving control to someone else. You are limiting your decision-making ability. You're going back to being a child that has to ask somebody for money. You're like your money. It's exactly that. It's exactly that. Except what I don't understand is they very seldom get money back. Mm. So mm. They, just, they just give money. They don't get any money back. So it's not like I hand you my paycheck and then I ask you for five grand to go and buy sweets on the corner mm. shop. But but I do look all fetishes from what we understand are born before the age of seven. Wow! So if you if you find a man who has got a high heel shoe fetish, mm. chances are when he was at crash, he used to wait for mommy to fetch him, and mommy probably worked, so she would fetch him at five o'clock in her high heel shoes that she wore to work, mm. and he would hear the click click click. Mm. Mm. And it was exciting because mommy came to fetch me. And then at about the age of 13, 14, it, it flips over into a fetish. Mm. Mm. So that's what the research has done. And, you know, you talk about research not being done. Please, we didn't, we, we didn't um, find out the um, biology of the clitoris until 1974. Right. Yeah. So this fetish is a long way off from being um, discovered, you know, researched, I think. So, Sharon, in closing, there's a WhatsApp that I want to read to you that says, Good day, 702 and the listeners. This whole thing of BDSM and domination is based on slavery and white people's fetish about having sex with a slave who is tied up in chains and at the same time whipping them if they refuse and also molested in front of his family and being uh, whooped at the same time by the master. Now, we don't have time to delve into that, but we can save it for next week to see if that really is the history because just because there aren't documented accounts of, let's say, non-white people and their fetishes that align with being dominated or submitting, I don't think we can automatically link it to slavery. So, look, I, I mean, I can't deny it. Mm. But, you know, the sadism part definitely comes from the Marquis de Sade, mm. who is French, mm. in the, in, I think, uh, I stand to be corrected, but I think about the 1400s or the 1600s, somewhere around there. So a lot of this, and he, and this whole bondage and domination being whipped and paddled and all that sort of stuff, it has been, that's why um, sadism is the Marquis de Sade, comes from him. That's, that's the word. Sharon, we're going to have to leave it there, but this is a series that we'll be having for the month on different types of fetishes. It is adult conversation. So I will remind you again and again each time for our series edition. It's just after 2.30.